The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and expanding people too and all people. Hey, there it is. Hi. Hey, everybody. Rough House Podcast. What's happening? Welcome. Hi. Uh, Hopefully, uh, as you're hearing this, uh, you are not being murdered by a rainstorm. Um, (laughs) You know. Yes. One would hope you're not uh, currently uh, under feet of uh, rain. Um, Mm -hmm. Although I do think Hangman Page had the best uh, wrestler Twitter reaction to it. he took a photo of him holding a phone uh, and holding it up to uh, the clouds saying, uh, come get it or something like that. Uh, I forgot exactly what he said. I retweeted it, but it was a, uh, it was a fine, fine piece of work right there from, uh, from Hangman page. I will say in terms of pro wrestler hurricane prep, um, Matt Hardy's done a very good job. He's, well, he's been, friends with Shane Helms. So it makes well, sense. I mean, he's, he, he is in tight with the hurricane family, but he, uh, literally he's been showing himself prepping the house Hardy. Oh, really? The rainstorm. Cause I mean, you know, he's on the Carolina coast. That's so right. uh, chances are, it's going to be a rough time for the Hardys. I mean, no more than usual. Because uh, God knows their lives, for the most part, have been a garbage fire for the past 10 years. There's, there's been some downs. Yeah, yeah. Guys. Don't get me wrong. High highs, but yeah. low lows. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're not wrong. So I'm I'm going to throw out something here uh, at the onset, which uh, we don't okay. normally do here on the Rough House podcast. All right. Uh, a little bit of book club action there, Chris. I'm sorry, book club? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hey, it'll tie back in. Okay. G- give me a minute. Okay. Uh, For uh, those who are unaware, surprise, surprise, uh, a person who is nerdy enough to be on a weekly pro wrestling podcast, uh, I read a lot. uh, And uh, sometimes that intersects. As this past week, I've been reading a brand new book uh, about the WWE called Creating the Mania. Have you heard about this book, Chris? Sorry, the internet cut out. What's it called? Creating what? (laughs) Creating the mania. I thought for sure I just totally killed the show dead for a second. No, 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 no. No, no, no. My internet froze because I I have a 56K fucking dial-up modem. Thanks, Verizon. (laughs) Uh, 
creating the mania huh is it all about wrestlemania yes. or that about uh, wwe becoming what it is so uh it's it's by john robinson who's a guy who's written for espn sports illustrated okay. ign basically a, a legit dude and the idea is uh it is sort of a chronicle of from mm -hmm. the day after what? wrestlemania 33 all the way to this year's 34 okay going month by month chapter by chapter he's basically doing like a fly on the wall scenario where each chapter is him doing conversations with different people and okay. you know just sort of talking about how the card was put together how different people rose and fell in different slots within the company uh you know depending on injuries talking about like dean ambrose injury talking yeah. about jason uh jordan or jason jordan angles injury talking about samoa joe how he was made to look like an absolute shit kicker over the summer and then hurt his leg before mania basically uh, it, it, it's it's a very clever concept but the thing that is really weird is the book is written dipping their toes into both kayfabe and reality okay sometimes in the same sentence so the lines are very blurred is what you're saying right it's it's very very strange and reading it especially some of the comments that creative staff had and some of the comments that workers had is i don't think they understand how obvious their veil of bullshit is yeah when they're describing things like they're one of the guys uh, i i forget his name but he's like a vice president of creative said and i quote with so many hours of television per week we can really only focus on building one guy at a time my, my i'm sorry i just had an aneurysm what yes <laughs> with so many hours of television per week we can only focus on building one guy at a time no no you're wrong yeah yeah uh, <laughs> sorry vp of, of creative you're wrong raw has not raw sorry <laughs> wwe has as many hours in a given week as Westworld has a season. Yeah. And yeah. they're telling me they can promote one character at a time. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm gonna gonna throw out a hard no on that one. But then the part that's also really funny is the number of guys who who make backhanded comments about the internet or insiders or reporters and that sort of thing, which Meltzer. I I uh, well they never they never say him by no, name. Of course not. Um, but you know. I get it. It's probably the company line in so much as every single time where you think the word fans was probably written, there was clearly a find and replace with WWE universe. Yep. But there's entire segments where like Braun Strowman in particular has like this rant about how, you know, all these people on the internet think they know, but they have no idea. You know, our, our whole thing is to make them think we're going to go in one direction and go into another and all these different things. Here's the part that's fucked up throughout the book. You know all those stories they said weren't true? They are given credence in this book. <laughs> Rey Mysterio was supposed to be John Cena's opponent. They didn't know if The Undertaker was going to be there until like two weeks out. Like every single bit of quote-unquote dirt sheet bullshit right. happened. <laughs> and, and they spend entire chunks of the book going, oh, they have no idea what they're talking about. It's total bullshit. In, in no way, shape, or form do they know what our plans are. Hmm. Well, could that just be even more feeding the, the kayfabe of it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it's it's it, it's made for very much like it, it's like whiplash while I'm reading. Right, because, right, right. You know, it, it's like I'm getting a, a hard dose of reality and then 
boom, right back into the, you know, the actual PR line. It's it's very strange. It's an interesting read. If only is it officially it. licensed by WWE? It is, which is why uh, I think it is so jarring. Yeah. But, I mean, it's been an interesting read just, you know, to find out uh, how absolutely slapdash the mania planning process is now. I mean, it, it basically confirms every single bad feeling we as fans have yeah but it does also you know give credit where credit is due i mean uh you know last summer when the focus was on samoa joe that was vince vince saying i want to make samoa joe a killer i want to make samoa joe the next big guy let's focus on him like as many things as we can shit on them for and we rightfully do so on a pretty regular basis Mm -hmm. like there are times where they understand this is where the heat is. This is where the focus should be and, and, and try to, you know, hmm. uh, put all the focus on them. And um, yeah, it, it, it's been a weird read, but illuminating in so much as it's confirmed a lot of things for me in terms of my understanding of the ins and outs of the WWE. Okay. Interesting. I have to, I have to check that out or at least read a snippet to kind of get an idea of how, uh, you know, how the duality is presented. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's really, really strange. I will say, uh, sort of coinciding with this, uh, late last week, there was word coming out that, uh, I, I forget who's doing it, but they're working on a quote-unquote tell-all oral history of the WWE. I saw that, yeah. And I'm hoping that it is closer to the reality side of things than the WWE uh you know standard company line, line. Yeah, company yeah. line sort of things yeah. uh but considering it is you know it has vince mcmahon's involvement he's the first person they're interviewing i feel like it's going to be tampered down but sure it'd be I, interesting i feel like we're not really going to get any really hard truths and i hate to say this until vince mcmahon is gone uh yeah because he's yeah. the gatekeeper he's he's the he's the last line of defense he's as dio would say the last in line uh great song love that yes record. yes amazing um, so so yeah you know I, I feel like as long as vince is there to to keep all the all the lies going uh mm-hmm. or embellishments or or whatever whatever they are uh i feel like we won't really get a full a correct uh tell all uh, until that point, but still, I, I'm always intrigued by behind the scenes things, especially in, in this business. That's why I love all their documentaries about the about the performers and you know the history of WrestleMania uh, documentary they did a couple of years back was really good. A lot of uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff. So um, yeah, uh, I, I had something else I wanted to say, but I totally forgot about it. So yeah, I, cool. I I I can say uh, it, it, it's an interesting read more than it's probably a good read, uh, but. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, is Michael Hayes um, <laughs> part of this book? Much like the Ric Flair commitment ceremony, more on that in a second. Yes, Michael Hayes is a part of the book. I'm All right, sorry. take it back. I'm not fucking reading it. <laughs> Fuck that guy and everything in his fucking fanny pack pink suit wearing piece of shit. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That was not a suit. Dude was wearing a pink ensemble to a commitment ceremony. <sighs> Which is which is a very notable asterisk uh, everywhere on the internet uh, appropriately because TMZ when they broke the news said yeah. Ric Flair got married this past week right uh, not a wedding a commitment ceremony so there are no, uh, no in the eyes of the state uh, they're not married they're not yeah married yeah no now I get it Rick probably doesn't want number five 
He's got the, that cheddar. Yeah, yeah. He's got the four horse women on his back right now. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't want to add a fifth mouth to feed uh, yeah. among all of them. Um, but uh, it is kind of weird for a sixty plus year man. old man. Well, yeah, but still, a sixty-plus-year-old man to have a commitment well, ceremony. Uh, yes and no. I mean, dude was you know two inches from the grave last year. Yeah. So yeah, um, you know something like that will kind of make you rethink some th- some things, and maybe you know uh, maybe he wanted to to pledge his uh, current love for whomever this lady is. I know he's been with her for a while now. Yeah, Wendy something. All I yeah. know is she used to be Fifi the maid back in the WCW days. I do not remember that. Um, but uh, that makes a bit of sense. Uh, but I, I, I wanted to punch a number of people at this ceremony. Um, so Michael Hayes, obviously, Michael a number Hayes one. is number one, and wearing a, a leather fanny pack for the occasion. At black least black leather fanny pack, and it, it was it was it pink uh, pants and, and pink pants and vest pink, pink with a white vest. shirt. Is that what it was? Uh, I think so. I know it was a pink fucking uh, fedora. What a what a fucking asshole. Just what an just what an asshole. Yeah. Uh, also on the Chris hit list, uh, I saw the Undertaker was there. You're goddamn right, he was number two on my list. Yeah. What the fuck? No. Wait. wait the the what? There are two that made me say what the fuck. <laughs> One, Dolph Ziggler giving away the bride. Oh, I, I missed that detail. Holy shit! What? Why? How? Who? Uh, her her father had passed, so Dolph Ziggler was the next obvious choice. I mean, if I'm Ric Flair. Uh, arguably the greatest yeah. of all time with, uh, you know, granted, you know, the there's a high mortality rate in the world of pro wrestling. He still has a fair amount of friends still kicking and walking here. Oh, yeah. Um, double Arn? A. Yeah. 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 It first Arn? comes to mind. JJ Dillon. Yeah. Fucking Tully. Like, yeah, I, like I would imagine you kind of have to fail down the rung of horse people like. Did, I mean, I, I would did say Steve McMichael not return his call. I would say put did Steve uh, McMichael still alive. Put Wendy on Magnum TA's lap and just roll ah, him ah, down ah. the ring ramp before you have Dolph Ziggler give her away. I just don't <laughs> understand how it got to that point. I mean, maybe you know, Dolph was never a part of Evolution, but maybe they had a close bond backstage or something. I I, I, I don't know. That's I weird. Know, I know. Over the years, Rick has been kind of outspoken about how he wanted to True. uh to to manage Dolph like he he wanted to make Dolph the anointed one you know the next generation of of his crew but apparently there are some concerns that he'd party too hard with Dolph so um well, you know yeah I, and, <laughs> I'll, I'll be it's just weird uh, i mean rick's a weird dude uh tell me you heard the the rick flair blading for cop story before uh blading for a cop uh, so, so this was a few years ago. I think it was with wife number three. Okay. Um, Not the charm, and, by the way. It, no. Uh, he and his wife got into a domestic dispute. Somebody hit somebody. I don't know who hit who. But between the time the cops were called, and the, this is 100% true, between the time the cops were called and when the oh. cops got there, Rick bladed. <laughs> Oh, dirtiest shit. player in the game, no doubt. That is that dude goes hard, man. Dude <laughs> yeah. goes hard. That yeah, is. I, I saw him punching his forehead open during that that uh promo a few years back. Was oh, wild. That I remember. That yeah. I remember. If he now, if this was winter time and he took off his winter coat, threw it to the ground, and then started uh, elbow dropping it in the midst of of this blade job, <laughs> yeah. sell to the cops. <laughs> Holy shit, God! I wish there was video of that somewhere. <laughs> 
legendary. He's just yelling at the cops about how his wife hit him first. He's slapping his forearms. He's just, woo, woo. just <laughs> unstoppable woos. Uh, but I, before I forget the other WTF moment in terms of guest list, Dennis Rodman was there. Well, I mean, you know, he he spent some time in WCW back in the day. He did. He did. And he is noted North Korean ambassador. That's wow. That's only two uh, two degrees of separation between Ric Flair. I guess is, is that how it works or one? Is there one in between? Does that count as the degree or is it Kim well, Jong-un to Ric Flair? Does it count as yeah, two or one? Because Dennis uh, Robbins the one. I think it's one. I is, think is that how it works. I never understood how that game worked. I'm not that bright, nor do I like Kevin Bacon that much. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty astounding. I wonder if he extended the invite to, to Lil Kim. <laughs> both both the uh, North Korean dictator and the rapper just yeah. bring them all out. There. Yeah, no, I want I want actual Lil Kim with her titty yeah. popping out uh, like like at the VMAs that one year. Yes, uh, yeah. and then when uh, I forget who it was who like you know fondled it it was outstanding i love me some little kim she was dirty nasty dirty in the 90s man yes the ill nana if you will yeah, I, I will actually <laughs> <laughs> yes i will but uh, uh yeah uh th this whole rick flair story uh just kind of coincided with a weird week in, in wrestling um raw was a go-home show for hell in the cell believe it or not yeah uh, and concurrently uh i'm convinced that there is a writer on staff who's getting away with things that no one notices because last week we had Drake Maverick become the manager of AOP yes. now called AOP. Yeah. They're, they're not, not no the authors of AOP. Yeah. They're, they're, the, they're the AOP now. That makes zero sense, but okay. I'll go with it. Uh, also, he lost his uh, vest this week. Sorry, Drake. You don't get to look like one of the boys anymore. Uh, Too many then, vests on, on raw, I guess right now. But then this week, uh, another 205 guy gets to become a manager as Leo Rush is now the mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley. Hey, you know what? Hey, props I'm applauding to Leo. It. I'm applauding it. Props to Leo. Dude had a cup of coffee in NXT. Yeah. Went straight to the main roster, had a cup of coffee, cup of coffee in 205, found himself on Raw being a mouthpiece of what, like the number two, number three top face yeah, on the big, brand? Big Bob and Leo, man. I'm 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 all for it. One, because Big Bob has zero personality and Leo None. Rush has enough for in his diminutive stature for the both of them. Um and two, you know, Baltimore boy, uh, MCW school, uh, you know, oh, yeah. local boy done right made big here. So I want nothing but success for the guy. And you know, I think he's still doing 205. I think he has a title match. Was it this week or is it next week? Uh I think. I think it's I next week. Uh, no, no, it's uh, Gulak's got the uh, title match next week. Okay, I, I saw Leo Rush getting um, maybe I'm maybe I'm just making shit up, uh, oh, but okay. I thought I saw him getting a title match at some point. Anyway, no, I, I think I think it's great, and I think this all coincides with the you know uh, conjecture and scuttlebutt of this week of all these 205ers showing up on Raw now because Vince was tired of paying them for doing so little, <laughs> which is very believable. Oh, oh and hysterical agreed. simultaneously. Yeah, the whole 205 contract thing is kind of weird because I also notice a lot of those guys have pro wrestling tea shops. And I don't hmm. know how that's supposed to work if you're a full time WWE contracted talent. But like Jack Gallagher's got one. Yeah. I think uh, Mustafa Ali has one. I think Cedric Alexander still has his. It, it's it's kind of uh, weird. Well, doesn't British Strong Style have them too? Uh, no? I think I think they sell their own merch themselves. Oh, okay. Um, All right. 
Yeah, there, uh, believe me, I don't understand how any of the like UK deals work. Besides the fact that you know it's it's basically a promise that they'll give you a hot dog and a handshake every few weeks and call that a day. <laughs> I think that's really it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, this integration of two hundred five guys feels like the weirdest stoned WWE booking I've ever he heard. Just this idea of every week we're going to bring in another Cruisador and they're going to manage somebody. <laughs> I don't know who, but it's going to happen. Like, Brad Strowman, here's your new pal, Drew Gulak. Like, just, they just First of all, that would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> it would. It would be a much better heel promo. Not that Braun's bad, just it feels like having Drew be the irritating mouthpiece would work a lot better and get more yeah. heat. Um, yeah. But, I mean, at some point, somebody's going to get fucking Grand Metalik as their manager. No one's going to know what to do with that. <laughs> Well, as long as it's not Kaliso giving you a good lucha thing, then damn then it, we're, then, we're all set. That's one of my favorite things of all time. What a goober! Uh, <laughs> the fact that they never did a good lucha thing shirt, even now when they have like their custom know. print your own tea shop, I think is the the strangest thing. Agreed, agreed. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean with Drake, you know, I like uh, I like Spud so. We'll we'll see where this thing with AOP goes. Hopefully, they keep uh, turning them into a force to be reckoned with, which should have been the thing when they came up a fucking four months ago or whatever. Right, right, but right. Hey, you know, better late than never, I guess. So maybe after. Uh, so what do we got? We have the Shield against, uh, or not the Shield, Ambrose and Rollins against uh, Ziggler uh, yeah, and McIntyre and Drew. titles at Hell in a Cell, but not in Hell Hell in a Cell. Correct. Correct. Okay, so maybe this is uh, where they get the t uh, the titles back for. I know we were talking last week about giving the Shield all the gold. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe that happens, and then uh, AOP pop up as the next um, challengers. Next challengers, yeah, possibly. I, I don't know. Uh, hey, I I'd love to see uh, 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 Dean and Seth against AOP. That sounds amazing. Like yeah. on paper, that sounds awesome. Uh, granted, a lot of things WWE on paper sound pretty awesome. I know. Like that's, that's the most frustrating thing about watching this show is because there's so many people there that I love and I want to see them fight each other in really good matches, and then yeah. we get Raw. And <laughs> and uh, continuing on with Raw this week, I bet you died a little inside when Kevin Owens killed Tyler Breeze. Man. Okay, so at least they're giving us a little bit of a reasoning behind Kevin Owens coming sure. back. Sure, it's a weird one, but it's it, a reason. It is, and that's well, that's the benefit of having a heel authority figure is that they can do shitheady things like this with shithead uh, characters. Yeah, uh, they can continue to do shitheady things like beat up a uh, you know a beloved fashion police uh, before the match even begins. So. You know, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, it was weird, but I'll give it a pass because, you know, I love me some Kevin Owens. I obviously love me some Breezy. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see I, where and, Owens ends up in this. And, and the thing I will say about Owens in this role is it, it, he at least was whether it was the, the words given to him or him doing his thing on promos, because he always seems like a type of guy that he's probably one of the uh, the three by five index card with notes to hit type guy, as opposed to here's your entire promo guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the fact that he went through and justified, this is why I did this. This is why I came back. This is why I was out with all of those guys. It's not because I'm with them. It's because I like to hurt people. Yeah. And, and the one thing that, and, and, you know, uh, this is just me picking a nit here because that's what we do on the rough house podcast. Absolutely. Uh, is one of the things I really liked about Kevin Owens character 
in his first run in NXT and his first run in WWE was he was this supreme ass kicker, but the reason why he was a supreme ass kicker is because he wanted to give his family a better life. Yeah. And I feel like we've lost sight of that. Like I, I like my heels justified. If that makes sense. Like, I like my I, TV I, shows justified I, too. Love yeah, me some that, Oliphant. That, that, that's very true. Uh, all, all day, every day with Oliphant. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're losing sight of that Kevin Owens. And, and don't get me wrong. Kevin Owens, is a, a destructive psychopath, absolutely rules. Yes. Um, I just would love for that nuance to come back a bit. But maybe that can come back down the line. Well, you, know, you got to think about it. He, you know, that when he was in NXT, that was his, his thing because he was in NXT and then when he was just starting on the roster, he was just starting the main roster. He's been on the main roster for a while and is, you know, pretty, you know, uh, established, I think. I mean, yeah, the only way way you could really, you know, go back to that is if he's challenging for the, for the world title or the universal title. I'm sorry. That's the fucking king of the universe. (laughs) So, you know, uh, and maybe that's what they're building to. Maybe after the Braun thing ends, because, you know, the rumor has it, Reigns is going to have a long reign here. Um, so maybe Kevin Owens becomes the next guy uh, to fight for the, the universal title after all this stuff with Braun is done, which is again is, is a whole other story of just the WWE has been plagued by just bad timing. Yeah. So much over the past couple of years, obviously with Reigns with pulling the trigger on him with the whole Brock Lesnar thing. And then once they finally did with Reigns, now the same thing is happening to Braun Strowman. Uh, it, it's kind of like the, the, the shitty timing baton has been passed to the monster among men where, you know, it, it would have been fire for him to have, you know, beaten Brock, uh, last summer or something like that and, and win the title. Um, but no, they just, you know, they had Brock beat him and Braun's just kind of been chasing and was super over and now they're doing this heel turn. That's not really working as well as it was, uh, as he was a face. So it's, it's just frustrating yeah. How, again, there's so many people there that we love and want to see do things, but they just, you know, either don't do it at the right time or don't do it at all. Do you think that this is kind of a symptom of the standard post SummerSlam pre Royal Rumble malaise? Like, if you look at WWE historically, this chunk of time is when they just kind of throw crap at the wall to see what sticks. Yeah, well, and not only that, they're as we've talked about at great length the past couple of weeks, they have three concurrent shows they're promoting, not yeah. to mention the May Young Classic uh, <laughs> that is happening as well. So uh-huh. they have a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of balls in the air trying to be juggled right now. So um, they're throwing a shit ton at us, plus NXT UK stuff coming up too. Yeah, uh, a lot, a lot of stuff is going on. Um, I, I. I but with the post SummerSlam malaise, I mean, we get post WrestleMania malaise, and then you know, it's kind of—I don't, I don't know. I, I I don't feel like the post Mania period is quite as um, doldrum filled as the post SummerSlam period, because I feel like WWE, rightfully so, they kind of recognize, you know what? Come September, football's here, and we've got no one until January. And well, why don't you, know, you make someone? <laughs> how, about, how about you make the show can't miss if if i were a football fan which i have been on record many many times as saying uh i'm not uh, you're not yeah uh, very much not and this is, goes back years this has nothing to do with any current controversies of which we will not touch on uh yes. but i'm not a football fan if i were a football fan and my team wasn't playing on a monday night and it was you know uh 
Raw was putting on a show weekly that really drew me in. Like, oh, fuck, like the Shield's back. They're wrecking everybody. I can't wait to see what they do this week. Then maybe I would be tempted to watch Raw as opposed to football. But they, instead of, you know, turning up the creative juices and making something work, they just kind of like, eh, we're not going to beat football. Uh, so fuck it. So that's that's the wrong attitude to have. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I'm just saying, though, we see this every no, single yeah. fall. I mean, yeah. I, I, it, it's still not as bad as, say, uh, a few falls back. Uh, I mean, now we're looking at five or six falls back. But when they ran uh, Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton into the ground, Ugh. just do that again and again mm-hmm. and again, making it look like Bryan was going to win. And then, nope, dusty finish on this, dusty yeah. finish on that. Like I think that is probably the the uh, high water mark for shitty falls in WWE. But excuse me, uh, I, I I feel like they're they are trying some things. It's just awkward timing all around, uh, you know. Yeah, and, and with what's going on right now with the Shield, and I brought this up last week too, is that mm-hmm. they weren't the Shield the whole show, um, right? You know, they, they even came out and say, no, we're not the shield right now. We're just Seth and Dean. Like, no, <laughs> we're just so weird. No. We're just so weird. Like, be the fucking shield. We love the shield. And we're yeah. going to get into the greatest factions of all time on our Patreon episode. So make sure you sign up for that, uh, of which the shield is obviously going to be on both of our lists at some point. Um, but we love the shield. Just be the shield. If you're not going to be heel shield, uh, just then just, you know, beat up. I don't, I don't know. Just be the shield all the time and don't do this other shit on your own. Yeah, uh, I, it's 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 hard to disagree with that. And it is very strange because now I'm wondering, like, are the shield a state of mind like Finn Balor is the demon? Oh, God, like, no, don't equate it to that. <laughs> Fuck, no, God. I, I, I'm just asking because. Uh, I don't really know a difference between Seth and Dean wacky tag pals and Seth and Dean two thirds of the badass shield. Like it, it right. So they get like testosterone injections when they put on the, uh, the, the compression vests. tees and yeah. vests. I mean, yeah. what, what, what happens? What, what, how do they get, how do they become the shield? I don't care. Be the shield, be those yeah. people all the time. That's what we love. I mean, granted Seth got over, so well as a workhorse and a great underdog baby face. Um, and Dean was on the shelf for a while. Uh, you know, I, I guess you'd be sacrificing a little bit of what they did with Seth. Um, but not really because he's still over, but just as a part of this shield, if Seth and Dean have a match, have Roman come down with them and, and watch mm-hmm. guard. If Roman has a match, have Seth and Dean down there. It, 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 it just makes too much sense to not do. I can't understand oh, uh, it, why it, they're it, not doing it. You are describing stable 101 and yes the thing that's weird is i i almost feel as if and we got some slight glimpses of this before uh what roman have the mumps whatever it was that pulled yeah, roman out of, one, of the last uh shield reunion forgot to get a vaccination um or he yeah. doesn't believe in them yeah uh, hopefully he's not one of those assholes would you be shocked i would not be shocked by the way, real real glad to see Ava Marie is now posting 30-minute videos about such topics as Colin Kaepernick, which I'm sure she knows a lot about. That anyway, 30 minutes? Yes! Watch 30 minutes! It. No, no. Okay. Good, no. good I man. Just, I just saw the uh, headline on Pro Wrestling Sheet, yeah. and I went, ugh! Her and her vacant husband. And, and, and I always... That guy has a Tony, Tony Hawk skate park in between his ears. <laughs> There's nothing fucking up there. 
Yeah. And every time I, I hear Ava Marie, I think of Ava Marie of WBAL, and I just get yes, really confused. Eve, Eva, Eva, Marie. Eva, and Ava. Eva Although, and Ava, yes. Yes. Although, if they could start getting the Eva Marie announcer for Ava Marie on WBAL, it really would. They're, make... both, they're both smoke shows, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> right? Nope. No arguments here. Uh, what I was going to say, though, is the shield would be bettered if instead of, well, here's Seth and Dean like tampering themselves down to being Roman's shield buddies to having all three be the dynamic personalities they've grown into. Like, should that be the interesting side of yes. the reunion? It's like seeing a band reunite after being solo artists for a while. Like now you've, you've come together as one and you're better than you were before or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You, you progressed, you've uh, evolved. Just, just do, or, or not, or not even just do the shit you did before. I don't know. That's what yeah. we liked. Yeah. You know? I mean, even when they brought back DX, like half a dozen times, oh. it felt more like, Here's Triple H and Shawn Michaels now, even though sometimes they leaned into that. And it was like, oh, look at the stupid middle aged men trying to act like teenagers. Yeah. Uh, it was here's them now doing that again. Like, it, I don't know. They, they they could be doing that with the shield and making them feel like an even stronger force than before, like hinting that they are better now than they were then. Right. Um, all I know is now they're showing up with axe handles for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate to break it to you guys. You're missing the most dangerous part of that uh, that yeah. instrument of death right there. Or yeah. life. It can save lives, too. Very true. Very, very true. Have an axe. That's, that, write it down. OG538. That is part of your hurricane kit. Get yourself a good axe with a handle. You yes. Need, you need both yeah, yeah. parts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or a, a double axe handle, too, off the top row. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's going to save lives in this hurricane. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was Spanish fly to Florence. That's how you take out El Nino. Oh, <laughs> fly. You son uh, of a bitch. That was vaguely racist, and I apologize. <laughs> um, moving on, uh, elsewhere on Raw, we had the continued build to Triple H versus The Undertaker no. at the Australian nope. Super Show. No. Um, no. Hey, I'll, I'll give Triple H credit. He turned that crowd against him by the end of his promo. He's great at what he does. Yeah. Uh, and he's still really good in the ring. It's the other guy that I, one, don't give a shit about and is not as, as good in the ring anymore. So I just, I can't give a fuck about this match. I'm sorry. Yeah, Plus I, what he wore to Ric Flair's commitment ceremony. Uh, <laughs> me, Mark, fuck you. That shit was terrible. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, even he realized this isn't a real wedding. I don't need to dress up like oh, it is one. God. Looked like he had a bit of a gut. I don't know if the shirt was just super, uh, super loosey goosey, but it looked like that. Uh, he had a little protrusion in the stomach area yeah. there. Uh, that that gut might be an HGH gut. We'll find out in just a few weeks in Australia. No, because I, I won't watch that. <laughs> well, I will find out and report back in a few weeks from Australia. Um, right. Also, uh, in, in that same vein, Mick Foley putting over two main events at once on Raw this week. Yeah, Mick came back after over a year, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think so. Since he was ousted. Uh, well, yeah, because Angle uh, yeah, took Angle's over. Yeah, been there him, over so a year. Yeah. About a year and a half almost at this point. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, he's now the special guest referee for Strowman and Reigns, uh, the universal title match in the cell, mm -hmm. right? And then yeah. he's uh, and then he put over the uh, the Triple H and uh, Undertaker match, talking about his history with uh, with Taker and 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 as Triple H as well, but more more so with Taker. Um, 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, 20 years later, yeah. uh, A, that footage never stops being one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Absolutely. Uh, and, and B, you know, uh, crowd still has loads of respect for him. Probably the best he's looked in a while, at least in terms of his ability to move around. Um, yeah. The hair, though, kind of looked like it had a weird Jerry curl going on. I was not into it. It was it was not great. Somebody, uh, I forgot who it was, posted a, a, one of those... Uh, you remember this kid? This is him now, sort of thing. And it was dust, <laughs> Dustin from Stranger Things. <laughs> the hair. Uh, awesome. So yeah, not not that not, not, a, not a great look for the hair there, Mick. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's always nice to see Foley. You know, he had gotten uh, he warmed out his uh, worn out his welcome a little bit yeah. at the end of his GM run. So you know, big uh, big fun too. Yeah. Um, before we get into uh, our predictions for Hell in the Cell, which is how we're going to wrap up this edition of the Rough House, uh, SmackDown this week, not a bad show, but definitely spinning wheels on the way to the pay-per-view. Uh, we got another Samoa Joe promo on AJ. Actually, both of them cut promos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They AJ had. had the one in the uh, empty arena, which was kind of weird. Right. Uh, and then Joey Samoa pulling out story time. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know, uh, yeah. I was already sold on this match at the end of the last match. So, you know, yeah. nothing they're going to do is going to make me want it any more than I already do. So I just want to see them beat the shit out of each other. And I think it's going to rate. I still don't understand how it's not inside Hell in a Cell. But, right. you know, right. logic goes out the window with WWE booking sometimes. Um, what else I, do we have? I, I will say, though, props oh. to Samoa Joe, because it seems like they're putting him through the WWE promo storytelling uh, guide. Just trying to see how many of their, like weird non in-ring promos that they can have him pull off. <laughs> he's got like, the fr you know, from the satellite feed ones. Uh -huh. Now he's doing the weird storybook. All he needs next is a Jericho shitty Photoshop tour. And I think he's knocked them all oh, out. Let's, let's not do that. Let's, I have to say, let's let's give Joe the ability to grand slam those shitty promos. Let's because he's, well, no, he's no, done no, great no. on all of them so I, far. I, I get you one on the hit for the cycle, but I really those those Photoshop promos are literally the worst promos. Those in the promo trains are the two worst promo tropes, <laughs> which are things uh, that that they do. Uh, yeah. So yeah, let's let's not do the Photoshop thing. Joe is above Photoshop. Okay. Still, still, of he would put a, a uh, laptop in a coquina clutch. All right. Yes, yes, but still, the the all time worst is Chris Jericho throwing up fucking photo of the Cookie Monster, a photo of the title, and a lit match, and explain it was me want title match. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Jericho at least sold it a little bit. It's it, uh, don't get me wrong, especially in the past year, he's proven that guy can do anything. But yes. whoo. That was bad. It was like his second promo after coming back after uh, for a while. You can only work with what you're given here. Uh, what else? We had Brie Bella. Uh, with Maurice. The, the main event. Headlining the show for whatever fucking reason. Top uh, gals. Man, I... I, just, I I don't know. <laughs> I, got nothing, I, got, I got nothing to say about either of those two having a match main eventing the show right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it's getting us to the next uh, level in the story, which is the mixed tag match at Hell in the Cell. So, you know, at least that should be good storytelling. Um, you know, and the Miz and Daniel Bryan are great. Um, the other two. Uh -huh. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I, Bree getting to punch uh, the Miz, I guess, uh, was a little bit fun there, but uh, but yeah, 
uh becky lynch popped up uh, in the crowd to attack uh charlotte flair uh after she not, beat sonya deville right yeah after she beat sonya deville still not the greatest uh ringside disguise of all time that goes to sting wearing a sting mask yeah but yeah but, he did that didn't he do that twice he might have all i know is every time that gif pops up it's one of my favorite things sting uh, sting has a number of really good gifts that one and then when he was trying to do this scorpion death drop and then went to the chair knocked himself out of the chair those are one in one a and sting gifts Basically, what I learned from that not only is a Becky Lynch is still really, really over with the crowd. B Becky Lynch with black hair and glasses is something I need in my life more regularly. Just signs, check yes. every box possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm all in on that. Beck's, uh, you know, she's she's really she's doing a, she's doing a hell of a job right now. She is for for uh what looked like is going to be a real shitty situation uh thankfully the writers listened hear that guys you listened yeah, and the yeah. crowd's excited um not a great look this week on smackdown for japanese talent as uh nakamura dropped a non-title match to jeff hardy and the best thing they had for oscar was naomi thinking she said teriyaki was that uh, what it was i don't know, I don't know. Yeah. they were they were making fun of the iconics uh, yeah. And that's leading to the tag match at uh, the super down under super balls, whatever the fuck it is in yep. Australia. So, man, Oscar, come on. <sighs> like, guys, she, she's so legit. She's so yep. awesome. Why? Yep. Why? Yep. You, you know what? There's so many people you could just excuse me, replace Oscar's name with. Chad Gable is another great example of somebody yeah. that is so good and they're doing nothing with. Well, he's um, got a new tag team partner. He's there's something. It's it, it, it's something better than nothing, and it's just building up to a glorious Gable be rude. Glorious yeah. Gable. You know. Glorious Chad. <laughs> you got the alliteration, Glorious Gable. <laughs> not not with that team. It needs to sound as awkward <laughs> and thrown together as it is in real life. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. uh hey, uh I don't know if this really counts as a surprise because when you noted it was on uh, on our social media, so I quickly told you, oh, I could have seen it coming. Uh, Rusev Day got... I, the- I didn't. Maybe I'm just totally yeah, fucking no, blind. I, I, I thought for sure it was going to be the bar and the new yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, that seemed like the obvious choice. Uh, right. But instead, Rusev Day beat the bar to get the tag title shot at Hell in the Cell. I guess at this point, the question is, is this going to be a surprise tag title win for Rusev Day? Or are they finally going to pull the trigger on the Rusev Day breakup angle? I, I I would hope. Well, knowing them, they're going to give our get our hopes up and then let us down once again. So it'll probably be the latter. Although I'd rather it be the former. I mean, you know, Rusev has been a U.S. champion once, to mm-hmm. my recollection, and that's it. Uh, yeah, which which is criminal for as talented and as over as he is. Yeah. So, um, you know, what's what's a tag team title run? The New Day is, what, four or five times champion right now? Four, five, times. Five. five times. Five times. Because they just Booker got – Yeah, Booker yeah, T the just brought me to the five-timers club. Right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, you can't you can't become six-time champs unless you lose those titles. So who, who better than Rusev Day? And then you have a built-in feud between Rusev Day and the bar if you want to put the New Day on the back burner for a little bit, which yeah. is always – you know, you gotta you gotta weave these guys in and out, man. You you can't ha- have the same. As much as I love the New Day, and again, we're going to talk about our favorite factions of all time in our Patreon episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patreon.com. Search for the Rough House Podcast and back yeah. us, please. Yes, please. Um, 
it, it's interesting. Uh, going back to the book I was uh, reading this week, Creating the Mania, uh, almost everyone put over Rusev as one of their favorite guys to work with. Yeah. Like I Randy get, Orton. Randy Orton said he's one of the top talents in the company. And I'm just thinking, like, you have literally the prototype of what WWE thinks a professional <laughs> wrestler should be yeah. saying Rusev's one of the best guys in the company. I know. What? <laughs> like, know. why is this not? Not a bigger thing. I don't Dude know. Rode into WrestleMania on a fucking tank. Yep. Yeah. And tank. that's that's all we've got. I know. It's a damn shame. Don't get me wrong. That'll probably be in WrestleMania highlight reels from now until forever. As well, it should be. But yeah, the dude dude deserves it. And he's he's a great talent. He's a great personality. He's super funny. He's got a smoking hot wife. I mean, the guy's nothing but upside. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll 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 uh hopefully well we're gonna get into our predictions in a couple minutes, but uh before I do, I wanted to that's pretty much the the big hits on SmackDown. Um I wanted to talk about because we didn't talk about it last week, the main event of last week's NXT. Uh, oh yes, Johnny Gargano and the Velveteen, Velveteen Dream. Dream. Holy shit balls! That match was amazing, fantastic. I mean, in ring work, great character work, great. Just uh, it, it it built both guys up. It built the continuing storyline of Johnny Gargano. It, it it made Dream look like the top tier NXT talent that he yeah. is and should be. Uh, just so goddamn good. Yeah, that was that was a, that was like a takeover match on on NXT TV. Yeah, it was it was, it was really good, and you know, uh, it, it, it like you said, it continued the story. And Dream just came out looking like a million bucks. He pinned, mm -hmm. you know, one of the top guys in the promotion, which is is huge. However, it comes, and it just proved, you know, he it's it's a work smarter, not harder sort of thing. And he, you know, studies his opponents and figured out their weaknesses and exploits them. That yeah is just great. Great pro wrestling, and I, I loved every second of that match. It really built to something special. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like uh, next week on NXT, we're going to get something special. Also, is this week announced we are going to get Ricochet versus Pete Dunn title for title. Ooh. North American title versus UK title. Uh, so, yeah, that should be an absolute fucking barn burner. So that means one of the titles changes hands, unless they do some kind of crazy, dusty bullshit. Oh, that's already been taped, hasn't it? Fuck me. Okay, all right. Also, props for uh, for this week on NXT. Uh, they continued this. I don't know if you've seen this week's NXT yet. Uh, I have not this week. No. Uh, I will say they continued the sit down interrogations uh, from uh, William Regal. They're uh, not going to be as good as Otis. As Otis, or as good as Nikki Cross, but. Uh, Cassius Ono and uh, Regal have a pretty good one. And uh, props to Cassius for no real reason. He's rocking the Cesaro uh, Tyson Kidd t-shirt. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Uh, King, I think it was the Kings of Wrestling, man, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, but the Otis one from last week, he went full Tommy Boy. And it was my favorite fucking – I was <laughs> laughing out loud yeah. watching it. I haven't – like a hearty chortle. Yeah. I haven't laughed that heartily at something from WWE in quite some time. So uh, kudos to you, uh, Otis, yeah. uh, for, for knocking your Chris Farley impression out of the park. I, I'm almost bummed that at some point in the near future, uh, Alistair Black's going to come back because this whole, whole <laughs> who who shot Mr. Oh, yeah. Burns storyline is pretty fucking great. I'm Everybody really enjoying murder it. mystery. <laughs> yeah. Even though no one died. Oh, uh, on the May Young front. Uh, yeah, really, I did the watch that. Um, I was going to say the only thing that I thought was really kind of stand out this week was um, 
uh, what are they calling her? Ashley Rain and uh, Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, that was uh, the best match of the four. The other three weren't that great. Um, yeah. Mercedes Martinez, I knew nothing about her until last last year's may young classic and she impressed yeah. the hell out of me so i'm happy that she uh advanced as well because you know madison rain is fine she looks like a discount stripper at scores <laughs> uh, i'm sorry like that's all i thought of when i saw her. hey like, that's looks- mrs bully ray you're talking about that. yeah well sorry uh sorry buddy uh that's, 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 that's what she looks like to me um so <laughs> that's uh that's that and the other notable uh somebody that looked like somebody is the uh priscilla whatever yeah yeah that one she looks like uh and you haven't watched glow yet have you i i not the second season i've seen okay but you know who they are so it's like the 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 cat chick with uh with mark maron's daughter combined (laughs) that is uh that is priscilla kelly that that was all i thought of during that match yep i i can see it now now i won't be able to unsee that Uh, and then the Casey Catanzaro uh, from Ninja Warrior, you know, had had no okay Cal State University's own Casey yeah. Catanzaro. Yeah, I know yeah. all all the fucking New, uh, New Jersey, New York people came down to house, and it's still one of the weirdest things to me that that was a thing. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway, uh, she looked she looked pretty good. They, they really did the David Goliath thing really hard with um, Reina Hernandez or Reina mm-hmm. Gonzalez. Yeah, I work. I work with Arena Hernandez. <laughs> well, Arena Gonzalez. She, she worked a match too. She, <laughs> I could not stop staring at her terrible uh, denim jean ashless chaps. <laughs> yeah, those were the stupidest yeah. fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, uh, I will say the May Young Classic has introduced to me the strangest assortment of women's wrestling gear I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the the match between uh Big Swole and the uh, Luchadora, whose name I can't pronounce. Uh, <laughs> that's what that's what the caller, right? I, I, yeah, they said it like a million fucking no. times. No, it's like, I, know, oh, I know. Uh, she has a lot of personality. I, 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 and I was watching it with my wife before we recorded. I'm like, oh, I guess who's going to win? The guy who's uh the one whose uh, husband is a cruiserweight champion and sitting out with the daughter in the crowd, or the 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 lucha chick who no, can't speak English. And I was fucking wrong. I'll, I'll admit that. Surprise, uh, surprise. Yeah, I did not see that one coming. I would have uh, figured your lucha love would have blinded you, and you're like, yeah, chicken a mask. Hell yeah, let's do this. She she wasn't that good, I don't think. And she she was very very awkward in the ring. Um, Look, but, they only know. have but so many that they can get that aren't signed elsewhere. I know, I know. I would love uh, if, and uh, granted, I don't want this to happen. I want there to be more Lucha Underground. Obviously, sure. if Lucha Underground ends with this season, which it's looking <laughs> looking like it may, yeah. um, I would love for Evilise to make a run back in WWE because she is fucking great. Yeah. Um, and I think she could do really well in NXT or or next year's May Young Classic or even fuck send her back to the main roster. Honestly, I think there's a lot of people from the Lucha Underground roster that they would love to sign. I mean, WWE's kind of signing everyone, everyone with a pulse yeah. right now. Yeah, but I, I'm sure there are quite a few that when those contracts come up, they're going to look at. You know, uh, it, it yeah. it's it's certainly a, uh, a seller's market right now in the pro wrestling industry. So I'm sure a lot of those people will land nicely whether uh in ring of honor or impact or triple a or cmll or wherever new japan even maybe yeah yeah i mean sounds like jeff cobb's going full-time with ring of honor in january Uh, he'll probably be on more new japan shows too which would be Mm -hmm. pretty awesome speaking of new japan just a quick recommendation uh for you and the og 538 um there's been 
four shows on this uh, Destruction Tour so far. Uh, only one match I really need to tell people to go out of their way to see. Uh, on Friday, uh, September 7th, they ran uh, Ishii and Osprey against Ibushi mm. and Omega. Ooh. And it was really, really good. Hot crowd at Kurikan Hall. Uh, just 25 minutes of nonstop action. Uh, okay. And I think it was kind of a hint that Osprey might be going heavyweight soon. Uh, so, so, uh, could be a, a nice level up in his career, but, yeah. uh, really good match. Highly recommend it. Uh, check it out on your new Japan world or, you know, uh, other less savory outlets <laughs> with that photo. You, you retweeted earlier today of, uh, of, of, of um, Nido being full, yeah, Nido, full Nido. tranquilo, uh, yeah. <laughs> was out fucking standing yeah that was from uh, yesterday's uh tour show because they're building the, <laughs> the i know and oh, like it, it reminds me of like a, a fucking renaissance painting between yeah. like the difference in their faces and the yeah. crowd and the, the 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 young lions trying to hold suzuki back like there's so much going on it's it was so great minoru suzuki just has that intensity in his face that like even though i'm halfway across the world i'm looking at a photo i'm scared of him <laughs> like it's, a little bit comes out it's the grumpy dad energy that arn anderson yeah. made work for you yeah. know his entire career yeah but he's got maybe maybe it's the, maybe it's the japanese uh part of it because yeah. i you know I th- you think of like you know uh, like a shogun warrior or somebody like sure, you piss sure. off one of these guys you're fucking dead yeah and that's, that's yeah. kind of the vibe i get from that it just like instills this fear in me and, and the fact that suzuki was a legit mma guy definitely helps well, yeah that too um you know uh, un- unlike certain legit mma people who make their way into certain professional wrestling organizations he constantly feels like a badass and isn't made to sell for an entire tag match totally yeah. ruined any sense of intrigue anyway uh hell in the cell is this sunday night yep it is we're doing it again another four hour plus extravaganza uh good news uh no coachman for the show because young is now full-time on side meaning i have i have even less reason to watch the pre-show now and uh (laughs) yes it was the reason Renee Young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was it. Yeah, yeah now you now, now there's nothing aside from yeah. maybe a match. What's what is on the pre-show? Uh is that uh, the Gulak well, uh Alexander match? No, that's on 205 next week. The thing that's interesting is, and I just looked up the card. This is as of uh for those of you listening, this is as of 8:51 p.m. Thursday. I'm on Wikipedia, which always updates always right. you know uh, uh instantaneously. There are Flawless. and I can't believe I am saying this. Only eight matches scheduled on the cell. After the past two pay-per-views being like 13 plus. Yeah, I'll take uh, eight. Yeah, uh, so I'll I'll just start at the bottom. We'll work our way up. And uh, all but two of these are title matches. Uh, So we've got uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose for the Raw Tag Team titles. I think it's Seth and Dean. They might start trading it back and forth but i think dean and seth will be walking out as tag champions i'm with you you gotta keep the fire for the shield ambrose is hot coming back rollins has been hot all year you gotta go with the two-thirds of the shield there yeah and, and also i think that'd be a great opener for the show yes um uh, yeah. anytime you put seth rollins in open you're you're gonna do well 
Yeah, exactly. Plus, they'd uh, avoid any possibility of Dolph Seth issues in the main event like they had last time. Yeah, just don't put a clock on the screen. Yeah, no clocks, please. Um, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm going to say no to the two Becky yet. I think Becky wins it at Evolution. I think Becky wins it here, trades it back at uh, the Australian show, and then they have the rubber match at Evolution. Okay, that's sound logic too. That's that's where I'm going for that okay. one. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton in Hell in a Cell. Man, I don't care about this match. Uh, we're gonna see <laughs> Jeff kill himself for our entertainment. So yeah, that. I mean, I, that's the only thing going for it. Um, yeah, that, that's really it. Uh, shy of a random Nakamura run in, I don't really foresee anything that exciting. It's so weird to say in the Hell in the Cell pay per view. There's there's only two Hell in a Cell matches. Right. And the U.S. title isn't even being defended, is it? No. No, it's not. Christ. What? Come on. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I don't At least know. make it a triple threat for the title. I'm going to say Orton's <laughs> going to win. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll go Hardy. Yeah. By the way, I think that's exactly how booking meetings happen. In You're the not WWE wrong. Right I can now. almost guarantee it. Just yeah. you win. All right. Uh, Ronda Rousey. Oh, sorry. Uh, nothing. It wasn't as funny. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just making bad jokes under my breath. It's okay. Rod- Ronda Rousey defending the Raw Women's title against Alexa Bliss. I mean, come on. There's there's not a chance in hell uh, Bliss wins it back at this point. Not going into evolution. Uh, you want to, when you when she's doing the press, you gotta have that strap around her waist. So Rousey, yeah. 100%. I think Rousey wins, and we get a post-match angle that builds to Nikki versus Ronda. I like it. I like it. Uh, New Day of Big E, Kofi Kingston, and or Xavier Woods uh, defending the SmackDown tag titles against Rusev and Aiden English. Uh, I think New Day are winning, and we get the Rusev Aiden English feud. I'll play. Uh, I'll play the other side. I think. Uh, I think Rusev Day gets uh, gets some gold here, and I think it's going to be uh, Big E and Xavier as I, I, as the representatives there. You know what? That right there is a great prop bet. If you are for yeah. whatever reason betting on a fake sport, which two <laughs> members of the New Day are going to be in the match? Uh, yeah, I, I would like to be wrong and see Rusev Day win, but I think it's going to be the New Day. It is the Battle of the Days, so I should be very, very interested in how this It's a new out. Rusev Day. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All right, what's uh, next? We've got AJ Styles defending the SmackDown Championship <laughs> against Joey Samoe. Have they announced another match between those two at uh, the South America or South uh, or uh, Australia down <laughs> yes. under show? South Australia is getting uh, AJ versus Joey Samoe again. Okay. That's why I think Joey Samoe is going to retain or not retain uh, win. Sorry. You think Joey Samoe is going to win. I'm, I'm yeah. with you on that. I, I, I think it's, I think it's time. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, let's get some gold around that big Samoan waste. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles already has a, a, a record as champion. So let's just kind of keep rolling on with he's, it. He, he's got what? Two triple digit reigns. Yeah. One, yeah. The, his first reign was over hundred days. This one's over 300 days. So yeah, dude, dude's like 37 uh, days as champion. And he's only yeah. been in the WWE two years. That's, I know it's bonkers. Yeah. Uh, not bad for the guy who we all thought would never get signed. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus the Miz and Maurice. 
I think uh, I think Brian and Bree pick up this one uh, to continue the feud um, mm-hmm. going going forward. I guess maybe we'll get another Bree versus Maurice at Evolution uh, at this point. Who knows? It's definitely possible. Um, I would say that uh, sort of to return the favor for SummerSlam from SummerSlam. I think uh, Bree beats or rather Bree beat Bree pins Maurice through shenaniganry. Okay, through shenaniganry. All right. Yeah, just so sort the, of the faces the, win via shenanigans. Exactly, because okay. Miz won because of the Nux from Maurice. So I'm right, thinking, right, right, thinking right. something similar here. And then our main event with Mick Foley's special guest referee in Hell in the Cell, Braun Strowman cashes in his money in the bank against the big dog, Roman Reigns. Right. Well, first of all, that is not going to stay contained to the Hell in the Cell by any means. Uh, you know, the other four guys are going to find their way to get involved some way or another. Um, so are that's... they officially called the dogs of war, by the way? I don't fucking know. That's stupid. That's, that's what Braun called uh, drew and Dolph. Yeah. I think they're kind of just, they're kind of throwing things out there and seeing what people react to uh, this one. Again, this is what were they calling? They were calling them like the pack last week. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Or the week before now they're the dogs. So I, I don't like either one. So keep trying guys. Let's see what you come up with on Sunday. A lot of dog based terms here yeah you know yards and big dogs and dogs of war and authors of like if anything the dogs of war should be a nickname for the shield well they're the hounds of justice oh shit they are (laughs) by the way in case you can't tell by the fact that we've just rambled on about dog nicknames uh not really too interested in how this match is going to play out yeah i mean rings is gonna win that that's how it's that's how it's gonna happen and uh, from my side i predict i'm gonna fall asleep in the middle of it (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what i got uh if you have alternate predictions uh ping us at roughhouse sgw uh if you disagree with us ping us at send ted cruz on twitter uh of course uh hey uh I'm sure they're going to add some random dumbass matches that nobody wants to this pay-per-view. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, can't wait to see the next four matches. They just tack on to the bottom and make us sit through another four goddamn hour pay-per-view. Of which... Oh, wait, there's probably going to be like a fucking Connor's Cure segment, isn't there? Yeah. 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 There's there's going to be there's that. See that. And they got, oh, I'm sure Triple H and Undertaker will do something to promote the pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. gonna be that. Maybe, uh, maybe Shawn Michaels super kicks uh, somebody. I don't know. Stan. It's gonna Stan? kick Stan. 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 No. <laughs> that, that's 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 an old Shawn Michaels reference. I'll, I'll uh, tell you about it later. Uh, yeah. Right. And hey, uh, hopefully we get a nice eight minute long commercial for WWE 2K19 in the middle of it. Oh man, there was something about that. They're doing House of Horrors gimmick in there. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, and they're bringing back Big Head Mode because the '90s are back. Why are you doing that? It's the less spoken about the House of Horrors match, the better. Uh, but no, they they've incorporated it into into 2K19. The only good thing about 2K19 is that uh, special limited edition uh, Ric Flair pop vinyl that I'm going to end up paying a lot of money for from a reseller who gets that uh, extended edition. You heard it here first, folks. If you are buying the special edition of WWE 19, holler at your boy. Chris will pay you in full for the entire package. No. Just to get the action figure. We'll see. I'll I'll buy it as soon as possible 
Let's put it that way before it has enough, before it has a chance to increase on the market. With a goddamn Hobbit pop, you buy it. Hold off on the fucking mouth, Marty fucking day. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to the Rough House at patreon.com slash the Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Do you have an upcoming no DQ, barbed wire steel cage, first blood, loser leaves town, tampon on the pole, boiler room brawl, ambulance, buried alive, casket gauntlet, a stretcher match coming up? Then you need to visit the Foreign Object Warehouse for all of your foreign object needs. Need a sack full of thumbtacks? We got it. A baseball bat wrapped in bacon and barbed wire? We got it. A 2 by 4 with a nail in it? We got it. A kendo stick? We got it. A guitar to support your rock or country star gimmick? We got it. A bedpan for those visits to the local medical facility? We got it. Gardening shears a la Brutus Beefcake? We got it. An Irish shillelagh for St. Patrick's Day? We got it. A bullwhip, urn, scepter, cane, megaphone, nightstick, sledgehammer, or brass knuckles? We get it. That's right. Foreign Object Warehouse is your one-stop shop for any and all foreign objects you might need before heading up to the big upcoming show. Conveniently located at 303150 Generic Boulevard in Parts Unknown, Foreign Object Warehouse is here to arm you to ensure a dirty victory. Foreign Object Warehouse! Foreign Object Warehouse! Foreign Object Warehouse! Where the only thing foreign to us is high prices. Foreign Object Warehouse! Foreign Object Warehouse! Foreign Object Warehouse! Where cheaply manufactured tables, ladders, and chairs are born. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse will not be held responsible if you lose via disqualification, get buried alive, run over by a gold Lincoln, or go blind from a face full of baby powder.